Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. This is the Build Your Network Podcast, episode 391. Hey, this is Mike Young, the Makeover Master. And if you want to ignite your relationships, you should be listening to Build Your Network with my good friend, Travis Chappell. Welcome to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I chat with some of the world's top business influencers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs in order to crack the code of networking. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know, and that your relationships ultimately determine the person that you become. So if you want to learn the new way of connecting, if you want to fill your network with quality people and skyrocket your results, then you're in the right place because this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Network Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Chapel, and I'm here today uh, with my buddy, Mike Young. Mike is the founder of The Makeover Master, host of the top-rated Made Over podcast, author of Made Over, How to Create a Powerful Brand That Will Transform Your Business and Save Your Life, and he's a seasoned entrepreneur, uh, having spent over $200,000 buying every book and course you could afford, traveling to every seminar and event imaginable, trying to get his business to work. Uh, he's now the creator of the Starter Pack Makeover Business System. It's part of what he considers his life work and duty to help others avoid all of the things that we just talked about. So um, I can't wait to get in this conversation with Mike and chat with him about some of these things. But first, really quickly, if you're a six or seven figure business owner, you're listening to this right now, and you have a desire to have a podcast, you understand the power of uh, building your authority in your niche, increasing your know, like, and trust with your ideal uh, clients, um, uh, building a long-term audience, whatever your goal is, you understand that it's important to have a show, but maybe you just don't have the time or resources or team or knowledge to be able to get it done. Well, that is where me and my team come in. Head on over to travischapel.com slash make my podcast uh, to learn a little bit more about what we can do for you and for your business in terms of starting a show. We basically take out 
all of the guesswork so that all you have to do is show up and record on a microphone that we told you to buy. Um, so we take out all of the guesswork and, uh, and make it super, super easy for you to get a show out into the world to help you with your business development and relationship building in your business. So travischappell.com slash make my podcast. Mike, what's up, bro? Good to have you on the show. Travis, thanks for having me, man. I'm uh, excited to be here and looking forward to this. Yes, sir. So let's go take it back, man. Take it back, build some context for everybody that's listening and go all the way back to the beginning here. Talk to me about, um, you know, seventh, eighth grade, Mike. What were you up to at that point? What were you doing? <laughs> you know, uh, taking it all the way back, I, I think in elementary school and stuff, honestly, I was, I was always designed to be um, a mentor, a coach, a guide. Uh, I, I always wanted to help other people. I've, I've got a massively empathetic heart and would help people like, like new students would come into the school. I'd help show them to the first classes and stuff. I kind of had a role there. Um, I always thought I was going to play professional baseball. Um, very one track mind growing up. Mm. And, uh, and up until, uh, the time I was 21, 22, um, I really just thought I was going to play pro ball. I got got into my college career and, and kind of recognized about my senior year that that was not going to be uh, a dream that was going to actually happen for me. And, uh, and so I kind of left college, you know, with, I, I went through the traditional path, you know, I went through, Oh, you go to high school, you go to college, you get a job, you start your own company, you buy a big house, you buy fancy cars and you get a wife and two kids. And, mm. and I went through all that and found myself, uh, in 2007, 2008, in a, in a place where uh, I would just call it today, I would call it I was miserable and, and say I had all the stuff that everybody told me that you should have and I wasn't happy. And yeah. so that was, that was interesting to, to kind of put it all together and not be happy. Yeah, that's super, super interesting. And I find that it's something that happens to people probably way more often than the amount that actually take action, do something different like you did. So walk mm. me through that process, bro, because I literally just hopped off an interview with a guy and we were, we were talking about this exact thing. We're talking about how as life continues and you get further and further along, that it becomes more and more difficult to, to, to walk away from what you don't like to pursue something that you do like in hopes that it's going to work out. And uh, so that sounds like basically what you did. So can you talk me through that decision-making process? Was it a pretty difficult decision to come to? You know, I, I actually, um, it's funny, and we, we can touch on this too, but it's like your gut and your body already instantly knows the answers to certain things. Like you, You're like, do you want to do that or not? And, and you like get this deep sigh or this, ah, I don't know, you know, like in your tone of voice tells you instantly, you don't actually want to be doing this thing, but it's about getting in touch with that and actually listening. And, and you can save yourself so much headache if you're, if you're kind of in touch with your feelings there. Um, I, I feel like I went down the easiest possible path, which was, it was fairly forced upon me. Um, I could see that my, I had built a mortgage company with six friends to 250 employees and 10 offices from scratch. Mm. Uh, I was getting a couple hundred emails a day. I was in charge of the sales and the marketing and, and I could see the writing on the wall that this thing was about to like, we we're highly leveraged yeah. and money was going backwards. I was dumping more and more money into the company. And then the 2008 crash hit mm. and it just took. It, it took that to kind of force my hand. Got I was it. already not happy, not, 
not feeling like this was my thing long term, but I went from liquid millionaire to $200,000 in debt in less than six months yeah. and found myself in a home office saying, oh shit, what do I do next? <laughs> yeah. So kind of a, kind of a, um, you know, the best slash worst thing that could have happened basically. It, it, that's how it feels today. Um, it felt miserable at the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm grateful today, but it's, it is one of those things. It's kind of like when you, when you fire an employee and then you see like, Oh gosh, that was, that was actually the right move. I should have done that six months ago. And that was, right. that was similar to that. It was something I probably should have done a year or two before that. Um, but the market helped helped course correct for me. Yeah. I love that you bring that up, Mike, because um, it, it really just proves the point that nothing is ever really safe. You know mm. what I mean? Like we're, 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 we're raised to believe that, this certain path is safe that if you, if you, you know, work hard in school and you get good grades and you go to a good college and you come out and you get a good job and you get your 401k that you just got to like, keep doing that. And like, that's the safe route and it'll always work out. And we've just seen time and time again with so many examples of where outside circumstances completely out of that person's control come in and take away everything that you've built, even though you did all the quote unquote safe things and all of that to say this, if you want to go that route, then please do it. But if you're just doing it to please everybody else, then you may as well just try to do the thing that you really want to do because nothing is really safe. It's just like, would you rather do something that you enjoy or would you, or would you rather do something that you don't enjoy? Um, and, uh, the safe, the safe thing is especially, especially now just becoming more and more non-existent. Yeah. You know, and, and to speak on that is, is the safe route and entrepreneurship is weird when you really get into it. It's a very, it can be a very difficult and lonely road. Um, there's a book that I was recommended back, back when I was really struggling in 2008, nine, 10, uh, to just process what had just happened to me, uh, called fooled by randomness. But it just essentially talks about all of our biases, how we collect information. And so I was collecting the best amount of information I could from the marketplace as what, what was going on. But the reality was I, was I was wildly out of control of dictating what the finance, global financial system was going to do at that time. Yeah, um, right. So you're never really in control. And, and as you go down that path, you, especially when things aren't working as an entrepreneur, your closest family and friends want exactly what you just mentioned. They want safety for you. So sometimes their advice is actually terrible advice because they, they say things like, well, maybe it's time you just get a job or maybe, maybe uh, you should get the 401k and the, and the bank job and the gold watch and all these things. Maybe it's time to quit. Well, if you're wired like I am, that that literally would have killed me, like killed my spirit of who I was to go get a job. And their advice is, is designed to protect you and keep you safe because they yes. care about you. Right. It's oftentimes um, not very good entrepreneurial advice. And exactly. there's, there's short, shortcuts to that process where you don't have to go down a, a lonely road. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with 
Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah, you got to learn at some point that you can only take advice from people who you would want to trade places with. And, and only in that vertical, right? Like I say that sometimes people are like, well, I don't want to trade lives with anybody. And I'm like, okay, uh, that's not what I mean. I mean, yeah, yeah. if you're going to get entrepreneurial advice, it better be from somebody who succeeded in the thing that you're trying to succeed in. It better be from a successful entrepreneur and not from a mom or dad that just loves you because love does not equal good advice. Good yeah, advice. You talk, you, like before you started the podcast and, and you talk about what you help people with, which is helping people, you know, start their podcast and, and launch their podcast and kind of a done for you service. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you want to, do you want to work with somebody that's done it before? Or do you want to work with somebody that's never done it once? And it's, right. it's only, only hire people that have done what you're trying to do and done it successfully. Yeah. And it's astounding how many people will take advice even around something like a podcast from all their family members and friends who've never podcasted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they'll, like they'll, like they'll have all these preconceived notions when they come to me that like, Oh, podcasting doesn't work and it's expensive and you don't make any money off of it. And it's just a money pit and like all these different things. And it's just like, well, who did you, who, who told you that? Right. Yeah. Like, well, I have this friend who started a podcast and, uh, and it didn't go very well. Okay. So you're yeah. taking advice from the one person that you shouldn't be taking advice from. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, and, and then you get behind the scenes and you get help from somebody that knows what they're talking about and you find out, Oh, this is cool. I need a right. microphone. And I <laughs> yeah. interview people and ask questions and drop it in this folder and the rest is done for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like a, it's, it's this weird thing where people just feel like everybody's allowed to give them advice. And sure, everybody can give you advice, but just make sure that you're cautious on who, on whose advice you actually implement. Yeah, and I, I think, um, I think that's a natural part of the process now. It's, it's, partially confidence and partially clarity. Like if you're very, very clear of what you're, what you're going for and you're confident in yourself that you're going to get there, you, 
at some point you hit the tipping point where you realize like, Hey, mom's not going to give me the best advice here. And so you stop listening. Right. Right. And maybe about being a good parent, that might be some advice that you want to take from your mom or dad. Right. Or like, or like whatever they've done well in life, take advice from them there. But yeah, like, you know, if they've been working jobs their whole life and you want to be an entrepreneur, then um, they're probably going to give you all of the advice about not becoming an entrepreneur because that's unsafe and stuff like that. hundred percent. I have actually something called that I call my entrepreneurial chessboard, but it's essentially it's 12 really good friends that I can pick up the phone at any time and they all have strengths and weaknesses just like I do. Hmm. Um, but they have, they're strong in areas where I'm weak and I'm strong in areas where they're weak and we yeah. just, we have the ability to answer each other's questions, you know, and speed that process up. But the, the people I take copywriting advice and, and maybe positioning advice from, uh, because we're all too close to our own our brands or business, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, you can't see the forest through the trees for yourself. And the people I take copywriting advice from, I, w- I would never take parenting advice from, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's every, it's every piece. Like if you want to trade places with that person in that area, then uh, like if they've done a good job, then you take advice from them. Otherwise, you know, even if it's coming from a good place, it's probably not the best advice that you should 100%. be listening to. 100%. Okay. So um, you, you are running this mortgage business. It obviously goes south in 2008. It's never a good position to go from having a lot of money to a little bit of money. Um, but when you go from having a lot of money to being in debt and, and having your business per like on it, like that business as a whole, that whole entire industry was smacked, right? It wasn't just like a bad decision that you had made. It was like years of these crazy high up banking decisions that totally screwed over that entire industry where you had all these like new rules like Tilla and RESPA and all these other mortgage rules that came into effect and just completely changed the entire face of the industry. What do you do at that point? Are you like, okay, well this happened, it sucks, but um, you know, maybe I'm finally freed up to do something that I enjoy or was your first instinct to be like, I gotta, I, I gotta go get another job in the mortgage business. Cause that's what I'm good at. Yeah. I'll tell you what I did. Um, and I, I'm not saying this is right. It's just what I did in my path. I, I knew I wasn't going back to the mortgage business. I'd made up my mind. I was crystal clear. My, my son was one year old at the time. I, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to go after what I consider everybody like has this entrepreneurial dream. You know, I wanted less employees, less email. Uh, I wanted automated money to show up in my bank account. I wanted, you know, I wanted the dream and I thought delusionally that it was going to be easy because Mm -hmm. I, I felt like I just built something with, with 10 offices, 250 employees and all this complexity to do it again on my own with one or two employees, this should be fast and easy. Mm. Um, and so I knew I wasn't going back. I ripped the bandaid off and said, that's, that was kind of my line in the sand. I'm not going to go back and get a job. Uh, I just didn't realize it was going to take me another eight and a half years and a couple hundred thousand bucks before it all kind of clicked and came together. 
Okay, so this one has been a long time coming and I'm excited to announce the launch of my new company, World Class Media. I've been doing podcast coaching and consulting for individuals and businesses for the last couple of years and over the last few months, I just haven't been able to keep up with the requests. So in order to serve more people, I've decided to stop taking on coaching clients and start an agency that creates a done-for-you podcasting solution as well as monthly production and repurposing services. So if you are a business owner, coach, consultant, entrepreneur, real estate investor, whatever it may be, then a podcast should be be the most powerful business development tool in your arsenal. Imagine having something that is constantly engaging your ideal client, even when you're sleeping, or that allows you to connect with the top people in your industry to build your network and establish credibility, or that allows you to help listeners that are currently outside of your sphere of influence, or that helps you get book deals or speak on more stages or create content once that we can repurpose and distribute across all the platforms for you. That is the power of a world-class podcast that's done the right way. So if you're interested in starting a show, but you just don't have the time, the resources, or desire to figure out all the tech stuff, the hosting, the equipment, the platforms, the production, then you just focus on what you do best, which is serving your clients and running your business. And then let my team focus on what we do best, which is creating world-class chart-topping podcasts. Let's at least hop on a call and chat about it because I'm fairly picky with the people that I work with. And I only work with people who I genuinely think are going to be able to absolutely crush it with a new show. So head over to travischapel.com slash make my podcast. That's travischapel.com slash make my podcast. And we'll chat real soon. So what were you doing for income during that time? So in the beginning, um, we started with an entrepreneurial venture that um, it was me and one other of my friends. Uh, we, we borrowed investor money and we borrowed enough investor money that we thought it was going to take us through probably two years mm -hmm. uh, to see the project off the ground. Uh, we, we ran out of money within about six months. Um, wow. And what, what happened to me was I spent the next better part of the next two or three years deeply depressed and ashamed. Um, I, I blamed the mortgage failure on myself, even though I know now it was out of my control. Um, the entrepreneurial uh, experience, that, that's what really killed my, my confidence and, and really affected me psychologically, was we took on other people's hard-earned money. They believed in us, they believed in the project, and it wasn't successful. So I just felt like it, it was okay to lose my own money, but losing other people's money just really wrecked me psychologically. And it took me, it took me 2010, 11, 12, 13 to really get to a place where I began truly digging out of, of just a, a shameful uh, downward spiral mentally. And was that business that, that you lost that money in, was that similar to the one that you're doing now or was it a completely different venture and then you just kind of went a different direction after that? Completely different. I, I remember running into like in 2008, I remember running into like, like digital marketer, which wasn't even digital marketer at the time. It was like Ryan Dice's uh, original million dollar napkin opt-in, you know? Mm, yeah. And so I kind of started going down that rabbit hole of like, let me learn from somebody who's been there before and let me learn how this online game works and all that stuff. I've, I've been, I was, I was blessed to stay optimistic that I could figure it out. Hmm. Um, also part of my curse because I was trying to figure it out on my own. And I was the guy that wasn't asking for gas, you know, directions at the gas station. I was just driving around 
And when I hit a dead end, okay, that didn't work. Let me course correct. Yeah. And so I began uh, in 2011 through 14, I had a different business partner and one of, we, we built like 50 different business ideas together between 2010, 2011, 2012. Well, about 47 of them didn't work. There were, there were three that worked actually really well and made, was making good money, you know, or or what I considered to be good money at the time. I was, I was basically behind the scenes making a couple hundred grand a year in every surplus of money. I was taking that and I was going to events, seminars, lead pages, uh, infusion software, buying all this software. Yeah. So from, from 11 through 14, I was making decent money and I was dumping it all back into my self-education. Yeah. Um, and so that's where the couple hundred grand in courses came from is, is I was every month I was spending two to $4,000 to buy a course or go to an event or a seminar. Yeah. What do you think, what, what, what do you think was valuable during that time? And what do you think was not valuable during that time? Valuable. I now today find myself with a, a massively wide range of not only knowledge but how the whole thing ties together and i also understand the emotions that are within each stage of the entrepreneurial game i know how people feel when they come to me and they they say i've been trying this for a year and here's my software and whatever i like i know i'm like oh i know i know how to log into click funnels or infusionsoft or active campaign because i bought it all yeah um so that was that's the valuable part is I have a ton of knowledge and I know how each stage feels. If I could go back, I'm not even sure I would, honestly, I'm, I'm not sure I would change anything. I like where I'm at today and, and I see it all tying together in some weird, awkward way. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't have to take that long and it didn't have to be nearly that expensive. If I, if I would have gotten clarity on day one, what I was trying to build, and just hired somebody that had already done that and, and hired them as a coach or a mentor, I would have massively shortcut my learning curve. Yeah. I love that you said that you wouldn't go back and change anything because a lot of people listening are thinking like, man, $200,000 is a lot of money. Should have put that there, done this with that. And um, I, I have this kind of debate in my head and with people sometimes on how much self-investment is too much self-investment, mm-hmm. you know? And I just don't, I, I'm still not convinced that there's the, a too much option. I think that you should be selective um, on what you do, you know, purchase or join or partner with or whatever, um, just in terms of, you know, your name, your reputation and, um, and being a wise steward of, of the money that you have. Um, but I, I will say that of the people that I know that are extremely successful, the majority of them invest on in themselves at the highest level Mm. and that's why they're as successful as they are because it's about almost building that habit that says that i'm worth this risk Mm. right like i know you know even if it's something like okay i see this ad for this course it's 500 bucks like will will i even go through the videos if i buy it i don't know but i know 100 percent for sure i won't go through them if i don't buy it and um and then if i buy it and then i learn one thing that helps me it's 500 bucks. Yeah. I just, I just made that back plus some significantly more if I learned one thing, you know, and it's for me, I've found it, I've found value in just, in just the building the habit of continuously investing into myself because it, 
reinforces the belief in my own mind that I'm somebody worth investing in, if that makes sense. I don't know if that sounds kind of hocus pocus. No, I 100% agree with that. It's every decision was like this this bet on yourself, so to speak. Right. You know, yeah, it's like exactly. I'm betting on myself. I believe in myself. I believe it's going to work. Exactly. But one thing I would say in hindsight that, that I thought about as you were talking was, why are you investing in this course? And for me, the, the one thing I wish I would have discovered sooner was it was actually a mask. It was a, it was a, a mask for me. I was, I just failed in the mortgage thing. I'd failed in my first entrepreneurial thing. The courses were actually a way for me not to take action in the marketplace. Cause God yeah. knows if I take action again, I might fail on my, you know, fall on my face again. Yep. Yep. And and so I wish I would have recognized that a little bit sooner, but I was actually just talking to a friend about this the other day. I was like, the, the times where it was the most pain I've ever felt in entrepreneurship, the times where so many, so many entrepreneurs, I think, at least online, you get that perception that everybody's doing well and I'm the only one trying, struggling to figure this out. Yeah. And it's, it's the opposite. It's most are struggling trying to figure it out and there's very few doing well. Right. And, um, and so when you, I think the darkest times and the times that were like truly depressing, want to pull your hair out, want to quit, uh, you know, I've had moments where just like in tears, you know, and, and those are the stories that people don't talk about, mm -hmm. but every really, really dark moment I'm super grateful for, because it was, it was those moments that were right before like these major breakthroughs in my yep. journey. Yeah. And the struggle is really what allows you to have the breakthrough. Yeah. Right? If there's no struggle, there's no breakthrough. If there's no discomfort, there's no growth, right? There's, it's one and the same. They come with each other. Yeah. And, and the biggest ones are extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. I was uh, the last year investing in this, this mastermind that I'm in that was a hundred K was one of those just giant things where it was just like, Oh my goodness. I hope this works out. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, let's uh, talk, about, talk about betting on yourself though. You know what I mean? Like the, the level of betting on yourself with something like that is like, I am 100% all in on this, you know, yep. like there's no, there's no convincing me otherwise at this point. hundred percent. So, uh, talk to me now about, uh, how you found what you're doing now. So you said you had a couple businesses that were doing fairly well. You started investing yourself like crazy. What happened after that? Yeah, the, the one that was doing uh, fairly well was I had a business partner who loved to be the sales guy and he loved to coach people. I was actually behind the scenes support, figuring out how to develop web pages and do some branding work and, and make things look pretty and uh, a lot of CRM automation type of, of work. Mm -hmm. And he decided to take a consulting job and he just said, hey, I want to take this, this opportunity. I said, that's great because I feel like it's time for me to put myself back out there, uh, stop hiding behind the scenes. And I said, so if you're going to do that, I'm going to go all into where I'm getting the most energy. And for me at the time, it was around uh, website development, uh, branding, logos, you know, that type of stuff. I had a designer I really enjoyed working with. And I knew that there was a bigger picture at play. I knew I was trying to circle back around where I was coaching and consulting and advising on strategy, but I had to go through that journey just to, to circle back around and, and build my own knowledge and skill set to the point where I felt, I, I wouldn't say confident, 
but felt like, okay, now I can really, I, like today I can sit down with somebody in 90 minutes and completely change, you know, what they're thinking is important and revolutionize like somebody's business with a strategy. I couldn't do that five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I had to build my own skills and character and, and everything else along that way. Um, and so it just kind of kept morphing in from, it went from logos and branding and design to websites uh, to where it's at today, which is now I, I primarily deal with consulting and coaching and mentoring on strategy. Okay. Um, and we, we help businesses that are stuck. They're too close to their own problems. They can't figure out why they're stuck. We give them a, a strategy that they can execute on. And then if, if there's branding help or they need a website later, we still do that stuff, but only after the business is working. Got it. So you are mainly doing consulting now. That's it. I, I have a, a package. I took everything I wish I had in 2008. And I said, how would I redesign this? Knowing what I know now, how would I help my 2008 version? Yeah. And, and so I took, like I bought all these courses, right? Marie Forleo and Amy Porterfield and Russell Brunson and Don Miller, all these courses. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever gave me one-on-one -on -one specific advice based on my situation. It was buy the course, here's your knowledge. Yeah. And then if you have questions, you know, answer, we'll answer a question from time to time with our, our vault. Right. And so I, I basically said, you know, I would have really sped my process up if I got like an hour or maybe two hours in the beginning with that specific person. Yeah. And so, so we, we essentially have a course in a business system that gets one-on-one -on -one time with me. We develop a strategy that they can execute on. There's some recorded trainings, but the intent with the recorded trainings for me is how few can I give you to pull the biggest levers, to mm -hmm. knock down the biggest dominoes. And then, and then we do a little bit of branding help as far as that package goes. If, if there's, you know, social media that needs to be involved or, or a lead magnet that's not created yet, we'll, we'll help make everything look pretty. Gotcha. Um, and then ongoing support when, and our support's a little bit different than a traditional course is you ask a question based on your specific situation and where you're stuck mm -hmm. and we answer it directly. Um, and so it's not like these cookie cutter answers on, um, you know, here's how you put together your lead magnet. It's more like, here's exactly where I'm stuck. And we answer those questions directly in video. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. So, uh, talk to me now about the, uh, um, the relationship side of this. So this is build your network. Obviously we talk a lot about relationship building and, um, and, uh, connections and things and throughout this whole conversation, you've been talking about, you know, business partner, that business partner, this, mm. um, if I could have gotten somebody at the beginning to walk me through the process, I would have just like shortcutted the whole thing. Like talk to me about the importance of building quality relationships. Well, at some point I recognized that all business happens through people and all money comes into your business from other people's bank accounts. So that was actually the part, a huge part of the reason it took me so long. When I would go to conferences and seminars and events, I wasn't connecting with people. I was, I was there to consume knowledge and information. And now if I, if I go to an event now, it's all about the connections. It's, it's yeah. all about the relationships. And so I was actually skipping the one required step, which is if you're going to run a business, you need to, you need to bump into a lot of people. 
Yeah. Um, and you need to realize that the fastest way to have your business succeed is to help people solve a specific problem with your specific solution and charge them money that they're glad to give you for that, that solution. Yep. And, um, and so I was skipping that and now, yeah, I mean, it's all about the people it's, if I have a client or let's not even take a client, let's just say I have a sales call. I had a sales call um, yesterday with a guy and I just said, what's your specific problem? Where are you at? What do you, what are your questions? And I said on the, on the call, I said, you know what? You do need help, but you actually don't need my help. You need help from this person in this way. And so you got to care about the people enough to drop, stop trying to sell them every time you meet with them and yeah. just say, tell me what's going on and how can I help you? And sometimes the answer is I'm not the best solution. If somebody came to me today and said, I want to start a podcast, I can think of four people off the top of my head that are wildly more qualified than me. Yeah. Um, and, and you just got to be able to kind of recognize your strengths and weaknesses and stay in your lane. So tell me this, Mike, who you know or what you know, which one of the two is more important? Easy answer. I don't even know why I hesitated that long. It's who you know. Okay. <laughs> why do you say that? Because I, I know a lot of stuff and, and I, I knew a lot of stuff for almost a decade and my business still wasn't working, you know, mm -hmm. for a period of time. So it's not about, you can have as much drive and motivation and as much knowledge inside in between your ears as possible. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have success as a business owner until you, yeah. until you connect the dots to like we talked about specific problems, specific solution, and, and a specific way that you deliver that. Yeah. There's a book that I'm reading right now um, where that, that talks about, you know, everybody's always talking about if they're uh, in B2B or B2C, but ultimately we're all in H2H, which is yep. human to human business. That is all every single one of us is. And so if we don't focus on those relationships, we don't have those connections. Um, you know, like you said, you can, you could, you could, you could be the best and most quality uh, service or company in your entire industry, but you know, the ones that are at the top of the game, the ones with all the connections, the ones and, with all the opportunities. And I would say like to try and, you know, add value to, to anybody listening to the podcast, there, there are sh shortcuts. You've already mentioned one of them. One is get clear on what you want, find somebody that's already done it and work with them to, to, you know, speed up your learning curve. Um, the shortcuts to the game there, there's shortcuts to the game on building connections. There's shortcuts to the game, but you're exactly right. It's like, it's like at the end of the day, one of the ultimate shortcuts is to really start studying human beings and psychology and sociology and how do, how do humans work? Because if you understand how human beings work and the real reasons we buy things, um, it's a hell of a lot easier to build a business and sell people stuff. So true, man. Well, look, I know we got to, we got to get running here. Uh, where can, where can listeners find you? Where, where's the place that you hang out the most? I hang out the most uh, at my house, but uh, <laughs> people can, <laughs> yeah. people can find me. Um, the makeovermaster.com is our website. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram at Mike Young Makeovers. Um, you can find me there and, uh, and I'm glad to help anybody that's, that's stuck if they want to reach out and connect. Sweet. So the makeovermaster.com. Is that right? You got it. The makeovermaster.com. Make sure to reach out, say what's up to Mike over there. Um, tell him that you enjoyed the show and ask about uh, um, potentially 
him coming on board to help you with your strategy for your business. Um, I know that he's uh, has a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge and a lot of connections in this arena. So um, definitely reach out to Mike and say what's up. Mike, thanks so much for coming to the show today, brother. I had a fantastic time chatting with you. Well, that's it for today's show. If you want more advanced networking strategies, as well as an instant network upgrade, then consider partnering with my BYN Inner Circle Mastermind. There are already dozens of high quality entrepreneurs in the group. There's dozens of video lessons on networking. There's monthly calls. There's accountability crews and more, all for the low investment of just 99 bucks a month. So head over to byninnercircle.com to jump in. That's byninnercircle.com. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. We'll see you next time. Remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.